so when I came back, you know, we were able to, you know, little to no fluid. I felt really good moving, I'm operating, and then when I'm able to play, I can play. Um, play at a high level, play at a consistent level. It's just then biology takes over, and that's something that at this point in time we can't fix unless carpenters of the body need to address it. Let's go to little life out here. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast as usual. I'm your host, that's DDD NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and it's it's late, but it's late because it's Monday Night Football, but it is here and it is. Quick snaps. Oh, quick snappage. Quick snappage for your big package. Um. So yeah, look, this is the quick and snappy 10 minute show. I do want to clarify though, um, real quick, that... Quick snappage for your big package isn't is not the tagline for this show, and we won't be creating T-shirts uh, for as such. Listen, uh, David Bakhtiari, that was the soundbite from him at the beginning. Is it promising? No. Is he out for the rest of this year? Yes. Are people moaning about? We'll just sell him there. Just, just get rid of him, will you? Uh, we can't. We can't get rid of him. Not this season. This doesn't make any sense. Um, so I don't know what the story is. All those salary cap gurus uh, will be able to tell us going forward. I know the hit is something like 40 million next year. It's ridiculous. Um, and yes, yes, when he plays, he plays at a high level, but he doesn't play. And that's the problem. And we see the sort of, you know, when he goes down, the stark difference in O-line protection. He is the Paul McGrath of the NFL. I know we've said it before, but I'll say it again. Paul McGrath had a dodgy knee and he couldn't really practice and he'd come into games with it all bandaged up. He'd play, he'd play sensational. He was a world beater, but it's not sustainable. Um, and it's not sustainable with the money that David Bakhtiari's on. But look, it's a boring talking point, I guess, because yes, there will be loads of talk of can we sustain it? Can we not sustain it? No, we can't sustain it. Uh, the So what, what does that do? It means that the left side of the line is dodgy obviously, um, and it's the most important side of the line. And that's why they kept David Bakhtiari around. Now, he goes on in that interview, and it's a 35-minute interview, basically to say he's done for the year. And if you're, I'm not a doctor, but if you read into it, it doesn't seem promising, particularly if it is bone on bone, because there's nothing you can do there, I don't believe. Um, And uh, for a man of his size and the work that he has to do, it's just not feasible in his position. So yes, it opens up the left side of the line and they kept him because they wanted to keep Jordan Love upright. But now that experiment's gone out the window. So it's just another thing the Packers have to deal with. You know, Elton Jenkins went out, D-back went out, Jair Alexander went out, Aaron Jones went out, Christian Watson wasn't playing, uh, Rashan Gary was on a snap count. You know, and that's still going to be true, I believe. And I know we have the bye week coming up, but we arguably still have Aaron Jones and Christian Watson on some sort of snap count with their issues with the hamstring you know sometimes those injuries just never really go away until you have a good rest and they're not going to get that um and then Jair Alexander you know like what type of knocks are these lads carrying for the rest of the season the only thing is is the gap that was Thursday night football drubbing to the felines um and now this game against the Las Vegas Raiders Raiders um there's been what 11 days so you'd expect them to a they're never going to be more healthy in between a games week 
because obviously they've more than seven days. Um, and it was a shame that they have that short week as well with Thursday Night Football, which kind of compounds it. So then you need that extra time to recover. I get it. Uh, but, you know, you're never going to be more healthy than what they would go in. Also, game plan wise, uh, the Lions game, and I broke it down play by play if you're interested and going back and listen to that podcast. All of this finger pointing at Joe Barry. I mean, yes, of course, it's culpable. That's his defense. But when it came to these plays, I think they're playing, you know, it's hot and cold. They're playing sort of admirable football. And then they go and it's a brain fart moment where, you know, Rasul Douglas slips twice. Um, and it just looks worse than it is. So I don't think this games or hopefully the games going forward are not going to be as bad. Um, but Lafleur said it himself. He wasn't can he wasn't uncandid, is that a word? Uh, about the Joe Barry situations. We can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. It's not gonna happen. That's the definition of madness. But strangely enough, we go into Las Vegas um against Devontae Adams and Jimmy G. Potentially Devontae Adams. And we go in as the underdog somehow. And I don't get it. Is it off the news of David Bakhtiari? Because he was injured anyway. So that's bizarre. And maybe someone screaming at the radio or your phone or whatever and saying, well, Steve, obviously it's because of this thing. I don't get it. Uh, when I look back at the record that they've had, uh, they win against the Broncos 17-16. And that starts off and you kind of go, whoa, they, they pipped a win there against Sean Payton. But as we all know, the Broncos are absolutely rubbish. I mean, what they've won against the Bears. In fairness, the Bears, they go on to beat the Commanders by 20 points. But look, they're a bad football squad. They got beaten by 50 points. So the fact that the, the Raiders uh, beat them by a point is nothing really to write home about. However, Jimmy G, who was in the concussion protocol against the Chargers last week, is going to be back, apparently. Uh, he was super efficient. Didn't take any sacks. Two touchdowns, one interception. Not great. Uh, the Broncos are a poor squad. And Jacoby Myers started in that game so you'd expect Devontae Adams now Devontae Adams was closely behind him uh, but he started in that game with a paltry 81 yards really but two touchdowns so then they go up against the Bills Bills defense is for real their offense is for real and Jimmy G it sort of bears fruit there he's very inefficient one touchdown two interceptions uh, but Devontae Adams has six receptions for 84 yards so still right up there and still a weapon. The next game he really shows out, he's absolutely lethal. He goes for 13 receptions. Now 20 targets because they're trying to come back into this game. Um, but 13 receptions on 20 targets for 172 yards. And Jacoby Myers comes in second with 7 receptions for 85. So, you know, all of the failings of Jimmy G and, and the sacks that he's given up and the interceptions and everything else... They're still slinging it and Devontae can still come down with it. Uh, now that game ended to the Steelers as a loss. It was 23-18. Uh, he was again inefficient despite passing for over 300 yards. Three interceptions and four sacks. In fact, the Raiders lead the league. It's the only thing they lead the league in, which is interceptions. They're a poor squad. They turn over the ball often. Devontae's lethal. Little DJ lethal. And then they went up against the Chargers and they lost 24-17. Now, Jimmy G had been knocked out of a concussion. Aiden O'Connell comes in and he gets sacked seven times. And Khalil Mack is an absolute game wrecker in this game. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs becomes a receiving threat all of a sudden. He's in a running back. And Devontae Adams is the same. Now, Devontae Adams is carrying a shoulder injury. He did not participate uh, yesterday, Friday. So they don't know if he's going to play. Now, you would imagine they rest him because if they're going to try to bring him out, who knows? Uh, so look, the, the the thing about this, and this is the Raiders' sort of modus operandi, they seem to trail in games 
Um, so if you look at the game against the Steelers, it was 23-7 going into the fourth quarter. Um, and then they try stage a comeback. Um, when you look at the game last week against the Chargers, they go in with a 17-point deficit at halftime. And they're only pipped at the very end, uh, sort of not beaten in the end, but they're sort of pipped because they were advancing. Um, and then, you know, the Chargers come up with a good defensive stop. So that's one thing these teams have in common. They go down early and then they try to claw their way back into it. And when you're trying to claw your way back into it, there's no better receiving target than Devontae Adams to try to help you do it. So that's sort of how they face off against each other. But there's no denying that this Raiders team is a bad squad this year. They're one and three. Uh, they're bottom five or six teams in passing offense. They're almost last in defensive pressures. We've seen Khalil Mack completely destroy the game. Like, I mean, he got six, what, six sacks out of those seven in the prior game. Now, again, you're dealing with a rookie. You're dealing with Aiden O'Connell, who's obviously from County Wexford in Ireland. By the sounds of it, uh, he's going to make rookie mistakes and he's going to hold on to the ball too long and he's going to leave himself open to be sacked. Also, Khalil Mack is, you know, not the Khalil Mack of old, but he's still fantastic. So you'll ask the question, is Rashawn Gary going to cause havoc a la uh, Khalil Mack? Uh, when he was talking out for the Chargers. Um, the Raiders lead the league in interceptions. They have the worst turnover differential as a result of that because they don't, you know, reciprocate that on defense. Uh, you know, the Packers are fourth in the red zone production versus the Raiders, D being the 28th in red zone defense per Zach Cruz um, on the Packers news website. So somehow Vegas has them as minus 1.5 faves. Now, I'm not a betting man and I'm forced to do the betting act on the radio every Saturday for Sunshine 106.8. Hate it, right? Hate it. Uh, because we see the Jets bringing the Chiefs close, which is just bizarre. Um, you know, we see the Eagles games running close. We see the Dolphins getting absolutely drubbed by the Bills by 20 points when they're supposed to be both high powered. It's just weird. But what I would say about this game is, yes, the targets, the obvious talking points, Max Crosby on defense, can he become a game wrecker? Um, they don't have a running threat as such. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, nothing really to write home about. How do I know? Have him on my fantasy team. But if you look at the, you know, when I go back through all these games, nothing really stands out that he gouges people, which is obviously why he's going to gouge the Packers for 200 yards. Um, but look, it's they're pretty one-sided. Um, they're a pretty poor team. Their O-line is open to being destroyed. Uh, their quarterback is open to being destroyed with sacks. Um, they're interception prone. The defense are terrible at defending if they get into the red zone. It's there for the Packers to be had, simply put. Um, and if they don't win this game, well, then there's big questions on Matt LaFleur. Now, I know they're dealing with injuries and I'm not one of these sort of guys, the Matt LaFleur conspiracy theorists. I think he's actually been fantastic. But this is a very, very winnable game. And I know it's in Vegas, but it's Vegas. I mean, what do you do? Go on and see a Celine Dion concert and then you nip on in and if there's a game going on, see what the crack is. You know, so I'd expect the Packers to win this game, get healthy, uh, and then we'll be rolling into town in about three weeks. Hey, So we 50 people going over for it. And I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. But anyway, do the Packers win? Yes. If they don't win, what happens? Ah, well, we overreact. And then you just tune in for the post-review podcast. Anyway, that has been Quick Snaps. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? I want to see you doing it. Um, I'll be back with the post-review show. Will I be back uh, Monday morning after the Monday, or Tuesday morning, I should say, after Monday Night Football? No. No, I'm not. Uh, but if it's a good one, I'll get on sooner rather than later. If it's a bad one, I'll leave it probably one or two days. You know, I'll let people chill out. It's the bye week. 
we'll relax. But anyway, we went super duper viral on Instagram. Hit us up there, instagram.com forward slash UK Packers. We're on TikTok because we like to give all of our information to the Chinese government. Um, and you can find us on your podcast apps and all that type of jazz. The website, ukpackers.co.uk. And if you want to win signed merch, patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. And next year, we will be running an all expenses paid giveaway to Lambeau Field. We're going to keep doing it as long as we have the financial support. Uh, so if you want to get involved, join patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. You get on the gold tier and it's all to play for. But anyway, I've been at CDDNFL. You've been a fantastic audience. Thanks for tuning in and I'll speak to you in a couple of days.